You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. He is risen. He is risen indeed. This is the Easter sermon, the Easter message for Awaken Church here in 2022. And we are so thankful to have you with us as we continue talking about prayer and meditation and fasting and leading us into our celebration today of the resurrection and the resurrected Christ who is resurrecting us. And when you think about prayer specifically, um, <laughs> I was thinking of like how funny it is when I was, uh, I was growing up, you know, I was a kid and often as we would pray, um, you know, if my eyes were open and looking around, my parents would say something like my mom would say like, you have to cl- close your eyes when you pray. And, you know, and the, the, the kind of the responses, which you shouldn't say to your mom or your dad or anyone actually, but the response is, how do you know my eyes are open? <laughs> How do you know my eyes are open? Because your eyes are open, right? That's kind of a, a way when I think about praying for those things. Or when you sit down, and I've done this, sit down and you get, you're meeting with some, some friends and stuff, and you just, and I say, I say grace, right? I say I give thanks before every meal. But there are times when you just get out of your element and you just don't, you just for, I don't know if you forget to pray or what, but it's happened. And you sit down and you start eating and somebody's just like, okay, let's pray. And you have a mouthful of food. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we should pray. Sorry. As for forgiveness. Why do you pray? How often is our approach to prayer like this? Like we want to say the right words, the right way. So God will be pleased and give us what we want. Well, today we're going to talk about prayer in a, in a deeper sense, a deeper light than that. And on this Easter Sunday, or whenever you're listening to this podcast of the message, uh, as we celebrate resurrection, we're reminded who God is and that, that prayer should be prayer should be so much more than a wish list, okay? The resurrection announces that God is a God of renewal. Jesus renews and renew. Again, this is our word for the year at Awaken Church and the way we're defining it. Is this renew means what what has faded becoming new again? Where Jesus is the subject, and this is why we pray. Um, and today we're wrapping up this series we've been in for a few weeks on this this subject of kind of prayer and all the aspects that go with it. In, in Psalm forty, so we've been in Psalm forty. This will be the sixth week, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of begin as we began this series. We were saying that in the scriptures, the number forty. Psalm 40, 40, is the number 40 is often used to represent wholeness um, and represent that God is bringing transformation in due season. And so today, we're going to look one more time at Psalm 40 in uh, a song of praise for answered prayer, a cry out for help in the midst of another storm. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. Oh, Lord, my God. You have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. And then I said, look, I, I have come as the script as written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. 
I have told all your people about your justice. I have not, I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and your saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. So, Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithful faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high I can't even see a way out. They outnumber the hairs on my head. I have lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they have said, Aha! We've got him now. But, but, may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great! As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. <laughs> Here's our big idea as we dig deeper, especially into those last those last few verses, verses 16 and 17 today. <clears throat> Adversity is a part of life. In Jesus, we find strength and courage to not give up. Okay, we really want you to hear this. Adversity is a part of life. And in Jesus, we find strength and courage to not give up. So let's start and camp out a minute on this idea that adversity is a part of life. Um, last week, we talked a little bit about a, a, a time when a tornado was coming toward, and my 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 family and my home uh, was was in the in the path of this thing. I told about that. This happens quite a bit here in Louisiana. <laughs> we have tornado warnings, and we find ourselves in the path of storms quite often. Um, even this week, our kids got out of school early because of an uh, uh, approaching inclement weather. And uh, the, this the, these are kind of things that happens. And a couple of weeks ago, the kids were on a break from school, and I took them to Mamma and Papa's house. Took them to my mom and dad's house for the week, and there was a storm coming in. We were under tornado warning, and it was one of those things. Again, if you looked at the radar, the little red, the red uh, cone of where the tornado was heading, we're right in the path. I mean, we are in the path, and we're like, okay, let's go to lunch a little early and try to get back before this storm hits. And we went into town to have lunch. That was the plan. We went a little early than usual, and when we go in to sit down. First of all, we're already looking at the weather because there is a tornado warning and we are just right in the cone and it's, it's good. You know, it's, it's about, you know, 45 minutes out. And so we're like, we can get lunch and get back home and, and before, the, before the weather hits and my son, Niall, now Niall is autistic. So he's, he's got a few things that kind of, kind of set him off in a way, you know, more intensely than it does for, for other folks. And weather is one of these things. And when he understood that we were in a tornado warning, like we were in the cone of the tornado warning, he was upset. He was upset about it. He was just like, no. But when we get into town to have lunch, they have this tornado siren in town, right? When the tornado, when there's a tornado warning, there's this a loud siren that goes off in the town. And we're sitting in this little Mexican restaurant trying to get our lunch and, and everything. And this siren goes off and Niall, my little 10-year-old beautiful boy, he's on the verge of a meltdown. One of the things that we've learned is that adversity is a part of life. Isn't it true that at some point all of us face adversity? I mean, what are, think about it. what are some adversities that, that we face? What are some adversities that you face? Psalm 40 shows that adversity comes, and at some point adversity comes again. But we get to verse 16, and it says, But, 
May all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness. Adversity comes and adversity comes again, but may all who search for you, God, be filled with joy and gladness. Now, this is originally written in the Hebrew language, and this word translated here for us as search, or maybe the word seek, depending on what uh, translation or, uh, or you have of, of the scriptures. This word in Hebrew is the word balkash. Balkash, and it means to search out by any method. So it's not just to search or to seek, but by any method. This is this is someone who's facing such great adversity that they seek relief and answers from any method possible. It's like I, I'm I'm seeking for you, God, uh, with any method possible, <laughs> because I know there's uh, that there's joy and gladness when I find you. Sometimes you can you can feel like you can feel like a. Like your life is a living hell. Let's just put it the way it is. And in a very real, real way, when we're experiencing adversity, crisis, suffering, pain, in a very real way, we're going through hell. Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I mean, just keep going, right? That actually says another uh, great uh, philosopher, Katy Perry, said this <laughs> in her song, Firework. Do you ever feel already buried deep, six feet under, scream, no one hears a thing? Do you know there's still a chance for you? Because there's a spark in you. you got to ignite the light and let it shine. Just own the night like the 4th of July. I love the poetry of that. I love the heart behind that message, too. It's like adversity is going to come, but don't give up. Keep going. In Psalm 40, David David doesn't just say, David, the writer of the psalm, doesn't just say that those who are empty will be filled. He says those who seek the answerer, the an- not just seek the answers, but those who seek the answerer will be filled with joy and gladness. Specifically, joy and gladness will fill you. So, so for Jesus now, for Jesus and his followers... This adversity came in the form of, man, Jesus was betrayed by one of his closest friends. He was arrested. He was executed, crucified on a cross. And he told them it was going to happen. You're going to, to Matthew 26, verse 31. Jesus told his disciples before the night's over, you're going to fall to pieces because of what happens to me. There is a scripture that says, I'll strike the shepherd, helter skelter, the sheep will be, be scattered. Jesus is telling them this is going to happen. Adversity is going to hit you. Even for followers of Jesus, adversity is a part of life. Loss of a job, loss of a loved one, a broken bone, a broken home. Things, things may be changing too fast, or you may feel com- like completely and hopelessly stuck. Whatever, right? We all have a whatever. And whatever your whatever is, Jesus is strength through your whatever. Whatever your whatever is, Jesus is strength through your whatever. When those tornado sirens went off in that little town of Homer, Louisiana, I told my son Nile, who's sitting beside me, and he's just so freaked out he he won't eat. And he's got pizza in front of him. Yeah, it was a Mexican restaurant, but they had pizza for kids, right? And he and he's he's a pizza kid. And I said, "Hey, Nile, why don't we pray? Why don't you pray? You know how to pray. Pray and ask God to make you brave." And he prayed. <laughs> he said he didn't ask to be brave. He said, "God, make my prayer a tornado repellent." <laughs> God, make my prayer a tornado repellent. <laughs> if you had this experience where, where, where Jesus was your, your strength through whatever, Jesus, Jesus was your strength through whatever, have you ever experienced that? This is why we pray. Psalm 40 continues, May those who love your salvation shout repeatedly, The Lord is great! 
It's, it doesn't say everyone who has your life together, shout the Lord is great. It doesn't say come everyone who has no problems, no issues, no worries, shout the Lord is great. It's, <laughs> it says, let those who know what you're all about, tell the world you're great and not quitting. You're great and you're not quitting. May those who love your salvation shout repeatedly, the Lord is great. Why would we love God's salvation? Because we need saving. We have adversity. And salvation comes. And those who love the salvation, who loves the one who brings the salvation, shout repeatedly, the Lord is great. The Hebrew word for great here is galdal. And galdal means to tower over. Like the Lord towers over whatever the adversity is. And for us, it's an act of worship, exclaiming that God gives strength, that God towers over whatever feels like is towering over us. Whatever the adversity, he shows up and he saves through whatever, through the whatever, because God towers over every single problem. The problem may, you may feel like you're in the shadow, like you're in the shadow of the adversity. You're in shadow of the problem. You're in the shadow of the storm and you are, it's, it's overwhelming you, but God is greater. He is towering over this, whatever that you're facing. There's an expected mysterious presence who meets each of us in our lowest moments. When we have no strength, we have nothing left, and we can't go on, it's in these moments that Jesus enters, towering over the moment with grace and peace and love. Philippians 4.12 says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is on a full stomach or an empty stomach, with, with plenty or with little For I can do everything with help of Christ who gives me strength I need. I can do it because Christ gives me the strength I need. I can face the adversity because I can do it with the strength that comes from Jesus. Jesus gives me strength in the midst of my adversity. And he gives me strength for having the mind to think forward. A lot of times when we're in adversity... When you are in adversity, it's difficult to think ahead. It's difficult to think beyond the situation. Jesus gives strength in the midst of the midst of diversity, adversity to help you think forward. Jesus gives you strength in the midst of adversity to take the next step or take the first step. Like you, maybe you've been frozen. You can't even think forward. Much less take a step forward in your life. And Jesus gives you strength to make that first step. And Jesus gives strength in the midst of adversity to maintain focus and keep going. You get your mind forward, you take your first step forward, and then as you focus on Jesus and not the storm, you keep going. But what about when Jesus was taken away? I mean, how did, how did the closest friends of Jesus have strength from him when he died on that cross and was placed, placed in that cave as a grave let me show you how Jesus prayed for his followers right before he was betrayed and arrested and killed. Like right, be- right before he was betrayed, right before he was arrested and killed, Jesus prayed to John 17, verse 20. He said, Jesus is praying. And he says, not only am I praying for, for my disciples here, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me because of their testimony. My prayer is for all of them that they will be one just as you and I are one, Father, that, that just as you are in me and I am in you, so they will be in us and the world will believe you sent me. Do you really understand what Jesus is saying in this prayer? Being one with each other. 
And one with Christ means he is fully present in a way that is supernatural and at the same time very, very real. His strength is with us because he is with us and we are together. None of us are in this alone. You are not going through your adversity by yourself. So here's the real good news. Your whatever is not the end. Your whatever is not the end. I'll take you back to Nile, my mama and papa, at, at his mama and papa's. And here's the thing. This, the tornado didn't come. The tornado didn't come. The sirens went off. The rains and the wind were wild. It really was. We were right in the middle of the, of the red track on the radar. We were in the cone. And if you know, you know. But the tornado didn't come. You know, you may you can chalk it up to Mother Nature. You can chalk it up to the unpredictable nature of storms. But for Niall, he prayed, God, make my, make my prayer a tornado repellent. And the tornado didn't come. Your adversity, your storm, your marriage and trouble, your disease, your depression, your addiction, your setback, your broken heart, your whatever is not the end. The psalmist wraps up Psalm 40 and saying, I admit it. I'm not God. Lord, keep 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 your thoughts on me. You are my helper and my savior. Don't delay. I need you now. I need you now. The Hebrew word that's translated here as savior, sometimes deliverer, is actually a proper name. I know y'all. I know y'all. I know y'all. It means savior. It means it means literally Yah or God has listened and answers. Oh no, y'all! God listens. Has, God has listened and answers. Yeah, that's the Savior. Whatever you're, whatever, whatever you're, whatever. God listens and answers. Your whatever is not the end. In, in in another Psalm, the writer put it this way: Psalm thirty-eight, fifteen. What I do, God, is wait for you. Wait for my Lord, my God. You will answer. I wait. I know you're going to answer, so I wait. No one is saying that waiting is easy. No one is saying that waiting is fun. We have we have become so obsessed as an instant instant gratification in our in our world that in every aspect of life we expect it from God. But one thing I've I've learned by fasting several different ways is that when I wait. I become less about me and my timing and more about God and his timing. That in God's time, the answer does come. Your whatever is not the end. Can you imagine those friends and followers of Jesus after the hours, hours after Jesus' body was laid in the cave? What great grief, what great sorrow. It's over, he's gone. And with hearts heavy and heads low, Two of his disciples go to visit his grave, and this is what they're told. Luke 24, verse 5. They're looking for Jesus, who was crucified, who was, who was, who was dressed and put in the, in, in the grave. And they're asked, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. This is the renewed life we have in Jesus. Did somebody say resurrection? Because this is what it's about. Resurrection announces that God has not given up on you. Resurrection announces that, that, that you matter. You matter. Through Jesus, God is redeeming and renewing and restoring this world. And that's including you. And everybody, everybody believes something. Everybody believes somebody. But Jesus invites you to trust resurrection. His resurrection and yours. Your whatever is not the end. Today is not just a celebration that resurrection happened. 
that that it happens. God is love and love wins. You may end up with scars. Most of, most of us have them. Most of us have them. But God can take your scars and renew the life within you. Adversity is a part of life. In Jesus, we find strength and courage to not give up. Next step, if you're not intentionally saying yes to the renewed life God has for you, start by saying yes to Jesus right now as he offers offers you life. He's offering you this renewed life. Won't you take it? Won't you accept it? And if you have, if you'd say, man, I, I'm, I've, I've got this life, but I still have my struggles. I still face the adversities. Here's your next step. Give your adversity over to God in prayer, saying, God, whatever your will is here, let that be done in my life. God, whatever your will is here, let that be done in my life. Lord, as that's our prayer. That's our prayer for ourselves, our lives, our families, our, our relationships. That's our prayer for awakened church. That's our prayer for each person uh, sitting under the, the 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 hearing of this message. That Lord, your will would be done. Your will, Lord. So our we take our whatevers, Lord, and we bring them to you. We're thankful that our whatevers are not the end. I'm thankful, Lord, for me personally. I'll praise you and thank you that my whatever. And I've been through <laughs> was not the end. And I'm going to have more whatevers and they will not end me. For my God is my strength. My Savior is my salvation. And I will shout your praises because I love you. Thank you for your peace and your hope. Now, God, wrap us. Wrap us in your peace and hope. May we, Lord, get our focus on you and not on the storm. And trust you. That whatever comes, you are with us. Your will be done, Lord, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.